everyone agrees, bacon makes everything better. Even marketing. This is the Bacon Podcast, where you'll learn to cure your marketing. And make your business. I can't believe I said that. Internet marketing. Online marketing. Social media tips and techniques. Now, to help you bring more bacon home, the master of marketing sizzle, Brian Basilico. This is the Bacon Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I have a great guest today, and his name is Sean Finder. He's with a company called Auto Close, and it's close with a K. And, and the thing that we're going to talk about today is sales and prospecting and how to communicate online with somebody that may be interested in you, your products, your services. We're going to talk about sequencing emails, all kinds of fun stuff. So Sean, how you doing, man? I'm great, Brian. Excited to be here with you today. Man, it's a pleasure having you on. So the first thing I like to do is to get people to know you. So how did you go from being a ball boy in tennis tournaments to somebody that helps people pitch <laughs> in in online marketing? It's a great question. So I, uh, I always played competitive tennis as a junior, and then one summer I got asked to be a ball boy at the uh, I think it used to be called the DeMaurier, but now it's called the Rogers Cup Tennis Tournament here in Toronto, which is actually going on this week. And after that, um, you know, it was a very funny job for a few weeks. Interesting job being served at by Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras at 130 miles per hour. But I took my skill and my networking in tennis and kind of, you know, started teaching people how to, how to pitch businesses um, out of the box um, and how to kind of keep that short and sweet within 30 seconds so you can kind of master the art of the elevator pitch. I love that. And I, I just talked about, um, I did a podcast and a blog about uh, what I call don't use packing peanuts. In other words, you know, try to really take out those fluff words that suspend what's going on. And I know that one of the things that you try to do is help people first and foremost figure out, you know, who to communicate with and then how to write messages around, you know, getting them to pay attention to, to maybe want to have a coffee with you or, or get on the phone with you or something like that. So let's go down the list and kind of talk about some steps that people can think about to help them better understand how to communicate with people that may be either cold or warm prospects. So how do people choose you know, somebody to communicate with, not just randomly, because there's so many people out there talking about, hey, get 30,000 connections and just connect with everybody and just send them your pitch stuff, right? That's not how it works. Oh, yeah, 100%, Brian. It's a, it's a great question you, you asked there. Um, I think the biggest, you know, I guess one of the biggest problems is, A, people start looking at platforms, they start looking at outreach platforms and different platforms, CRMs, for example, and they don't have a data list. Um, the data list is kind of your engine to get that, 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 that whole system moving. Um, but the other mistake I find is people actually don't know their buyer's persona and they don't know how important it is to actually know who your buyer is. Um, a lot of people send out content and the same content they're sending out, they think would be relevant to a CEO, a VP of the sales, or even a sales rep. But you have to know your audience because the pains and the gains of each of those individuals are very different. So your messaging and when you search a database to that prospect, A, you got to find that prospect and know who that buyer is, but B, you have to know what to write to a CEO because they're not going to want the same thing as an SDR. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest problems with people selling nowadays is they, they build their content, they get their list and they think, okay, I'm just going to 
press start a campaign and let it run where you have to do a lot more than that at the, at the forefront. Yeah, absolutely. I cannot mention the number of times I get pitches from people. It's like, hey, we can help you find great contacts on LinkedIn. I said, did you bother even looking at my profile? <laughs> you know, do you see what I do? <laughs> you know, it's just they they think that they can sell their stuff by, you know, it's basically what I call connect and pitch, you know, where people will send out a thousand messages and hope that maybe one of those people would be interested. So, and, and that's a great way not only to not get sales, but also potentially get banned from something like LinkedIn. So you've helped us identify, at least understand the personas. So the first thing that we do is we have to create, you know, some content to send to them. And, and one of the first things I always talk about is headlines. So you say, you know, that you really got to come up with a good subject inside of whatever message you're using, whether it's an email or a, a LinkedIn message or something like that. So how do we start to create great subject lines? Yeah, it's a great question. A personalization is key. No matter what you do, if nowadays there's so many emails being sent out, millions, billions probably a day, that if you don't make your email stand out, you're probably not going to get it open. Now, here's some tips that I would suggest for subject lines. Um, short and sweet. I actually say three to four words max on a subject line. And my simple reason is with 62 to 68% of people opening their emails on their phone, they can only see three to four words. So if you have a long sentence, they're actually only seeing the first three to four words. So if you can't capture them in those three words, you're probably not going to get them to open your email and they're going to know it's a cold email. So I'd really focus on those first three, four words. And I would also personalize it. Like, you know, for, if, for example, if I was going to send you a quick email, Brian would be like, Brian, quick follow-up. Okay. Brian might be like, oh, why does Sean want to follow up with me? So kind mm -hmm. of quick, quick stuff like that. You know, even hi, Brian gets a great conversion. So very short, simple subject line. Because at the end of the day, the email is what's going to help your business, not the subject lines. But you have to get those people to open that email. So make sure you focus on keeping it short and simple and try and almost have a trigger to get them to read and open that email and read that email. Yeah, I agree. Dale Carnegie said in his book, How to Win Friends, Influence People, is the sweetest sound in the world is somebody's name to themselves. You know, so that makes a huge sense. So the next thing is now we've got, you know, we figured out how to get, you know, a, a subject line. How do we create a follow-up sequence that doesn't become just annoying noise? What, what are some of the good components about doing things, you know, in sequence that gets people to pay attention and, and hopefully take action? So I, I think for there's a difference between a cold email sequence and a warm email sequence. You know, a warm email sequence might be somebody that went through like a MailChimp list or an email newsletter, kind of got warm, has like four or five stars, engaging a little bit. You might want to do like a three to five email follow-up sequence with them. Um, the cold ones, you might want to do like seven to nine email sequence because it's going to take you a little longer to convert. But I think the most important thing, and this is something that you just mentioned about you know, people's name, is I find there's so many people nowadays that are sending cold emails, and in their first email, they're talking so much about themselves. They're saying, you know, hi, my name is Sean. I'm the CEO of Autoclose. Autoclose is dot, 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 dot. Well, your prospect doesn't want to hear about you. Your prospect wants you to right away in that first three seconds find out about the challenges that you can help them with. So I think one of the big thing in the follow-up sequence is talk, talk, talking too much about yourself and trying to sell your product too much. Um, where nowadays, the way to actually get a client is more build that trust, which can be used from you know, case studies, testimonials. Um, you know, if you're 
If you're looking to prospect at the University of Florida, but Florida State is your client, talk about how you're already working with a, a school close by to give them a little bit of FOMO. But I think the most important is to is to plan that sequence out. Um, you know, embed some video, embed some calls in there, and social touches. But you you got to focus on talking about the challenges and the pains about your clients or the prospects, and not trying to sell your service or product, especially in that first email. Yeah, two key points that you bring up there. And it's one of the things that I say that a lot of companies, even in their websites, in their emails, they talk about, you know, we do this and we do this and we have and we have won awards and we and I call it we weeing all over themselves. You know, it's like people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, 100%. And the funny one I find is when people go, Hi, my name is Sean, and I'm the founder of AutoClose. Well, guess what? The prospect got an email from Sean at AutoClose.com. So just in your email, you've already said, Sean is your name, AutoClose is your company, and in your email signature, it says you are the CEO. Why are you repeating yourself? Right. Yeah. And again, that gets back to the packing peanuts thing that I talked about earlier, you know, where it's you're putting in, you know, you're basically trying to surround yourself with stuff to build you up, you know, when really what you need to do is get to the point and say, I know how you feel and I understand your problem. And have you ever felt this way? You know, those kind of things. So one of the things that you talk about, too, which I think is uber important for everybody if they didn't quite catch this, is that there is no one right answer, which means you can't just write one generic sequence and just send it out to everybody. You have to kind of, you know, create different sequences based on circumstance, based on mood. I mean, I use a tool called Crystal, where I can actually even get the personality of somebody if they're a high D, a high I, S, C. And, you know, somebody who's direct may take a different approach at reading email than somebody who's a creative, you know, where it's more fluffy and more visual, you know, where a direct just wants to know, hey, you know, I feel your pain, you, you're missing out on this opportunity because you feel like you can't get your sales team to do this or, you know, your, your competitors are doing something. You have to make them feel like to the point. Um, so it's really, I think, super important to understand that, you know, as you're doing those follow-ups in those sequences that you've talked about, you know, that you're you're organizing it based on the personality and, and really doing your research on that person, right? I mean, you want to go and use a tool like LinkedIn and look at them and see what they posted and see what they say and that kind of stuff, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I always have, I like to look at interests um, because I find when you start talking about some interest and and funny enough, what I, li I like to talk about is, you know, even when I'm talking on, in either an email or on the phone is about sports. Because so, so many people in, you know, in the U.S. especially are very passionate about their college teams, their NFL teams, etc. Mm -hmm. You know, if an NFL game's on last night and their team won and you're calling someone from Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh beat Baltimore, if you bring it up, you put that prospect in that positive mindset um, right from the forefront. But one thing I would say on top of what you said is um, that messaging is very important because, for example, if I'm going to reach out for articles, let's say, for example, and I'm going to reach out to a CEO. I might talk about increasing the revenue because a CEO at the end of the day wants more revenue. You know, if I'm talking to a national sales manager, I might tell them how I could, you know, make sure all their regional sales managers hit their quota. That's what a national sales manager wants. As an SDR, you might say, I can book you 14 demos on your calendar. Well, that's what an SDR wants. So making sure you know the person that's on the other side and knowing how you can kind of nudge them or pinch them um, is very important in that messaging sequence. Mm-hmm.
So what are some of the other components? I mean, what things do graphics help in email sequences, video? I mean, what kind of tools help you to get noticed or stand out from the crowd? Because, I mean, it can go way too far one way or it can be not enough. What's, what's kind of the good balance? Great question. Um, lately, what I've been using and I find really successful is video. And the reason why is not everyone a has gotten into this whole video phenomenon and everything's now video. If you look on LinkedIn live, you look on YouTube, you look on Facebook, everything's video. I think video is great because nowadays there's, there's so much competition with every software. There's so many serums. There's so many different types of auto closers. There's so many different types of marketing tools, but when you can actually show your face to that prospect, your prospect almost right away feels like they know you. Like they, when you have that phone call, you cold call them, they've seen your video. So we've actually put video inside a lot of our sequence and it's been very successful. The second thing I would say, and, and funny if I call it cells, C-E-L-S, is LinkedIn touches. And now that can be connect, endorse, like, or share. Now that's not just connecting and saying, I'd like to connect with you. But find a reason to connect with you. Find a group you might be sharing um, or joint group you guys are both in. Or find something that they post that intrigues you. They both like tennis, for example. Um, and then obviously the same with endorsing and the other stuff and commenting on posts. Because those are all ways to get in touch with your prospects without actually emailing or calling them. You can actually click a button and like something. And on their newsfeed, it's going to say, oh, Brian liked your last post. Oh, you know what? Brian emailed me a few days ago. I forgot to reply. And then they'll actually go back and reply. So I always use social touches and video inside my sequences. Yeah. So the key thing to what you're saying is be intentional. Don't be a stalker. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but do things. Here's the bottom line. I tell people, if you wouldn't do it face to face, don't do it online. You know, and that's, that's where I think that people need to think about, you know, how they're approaching people, you know, because there's so many, you know, here's my super secret formula. And, you know, the super secret formula is basically barrage people with messages that they don't want to hear. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't really get you the, uh, the kind of result you want. The bottom line is, is take time, you know, realize that getting to know somebody, getting in the sales process is exactly that. It's a process. It takes planning, takes a process takes patience and um you know so if somebody was going to use something like uh, what you guys provide talk a little bit about the depth of the database kind of stuff if they were going to use that what what does that offer them what's the difference yeah so you, you would still need to find out your buyer's persona and write that down before you even get into the auto close platform but once you're inside you can filter just about everything just like you could in linkedin so you can filter by um the states the cities the genders, the job level, the job position, the company, revenue, employee count, industry. So we have about 18 different fields you can search by. But at the same time, as you were discussing earlier, you still want to know that buyer. So you want to know, okay, you know who's really using our product is the CEOs in the manufacturing space between 50 to 100 million. And then search those people and campaign to them. So um, we do provide the database, but the database is only as good as knowing who your buyer is. Right. So, you know, you can use, I mean, it's just another tool. It's another tool out there to kind of find those people. Again, if they find it in the database, go look for them on LinkedIn. You know, if you find them on LinkedIn, go look for them in the database. The more you can understand somebody before you start this whole process, I think, you know, it gives you a leg up on somebody that's just doing the raw cold calling, right? Oh, 100%. And, and nowadays, any competitive advantage you can get, take advantage of. Awesome. 
So, Sean, this has been fabulous. I mean, a lot of great information, you know, rapid fire down to the, uh, you know, down to the wire as far as, you know, looking at it. And I'm just going to review it real quick. So the first thing is you want to make sure you choose the right person. Second thing is you want to make sure you have a good subject line that's short, three words, use their name, Um, do a follow-up sequence that helps people to kind of hear the story, tell the story in small bites, make it digestible, and then use... Whatever creative tools you can to stand out, whether it's video, email, um, graphics, but primarily something that makes you stand out above the crowd and, uh, and, and make sure that you're spending some time to really get to know somebody that you're talking to the right people. Anything else you want to add to all that? No, I think, I think that's, that's really good. And, and the only other thing I would say with follow-ups is make sure you don't send follow-ups every day. You don't want to stalk people. Make sure you put uh, three, four, at least business days in between each follow-up. I like to do it um, Friday, Thursdays, and Tuesdays. So do that sequence on Friday, next one four days later, next one two days later, etc. Gotcha. Cool. Good advice. So if people want to learn more about you or AutoClose or, you know, some of the tools or the concepts that you use, how do they do that? Uh, So you can uh, reach out to me by email at any time if you have any questions. Uh, That's Sean, S-H-A-W-N at AutoClose with a K dot com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn often. So feel free to either follow follow me on LinkedIn, message me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I can answer any questions you have about sales or any tips you guys uh, need. We also uh, published uh, a handbook. It's a B2B sales handbook, over 100 pages of great content. Um, so I think you could get that right on our website, autoclose.com. But we have tons of resources there to help you with subject lines, emails, follow-ups, buyers, personas, etc. Awesome. Well, definitely, uh, I'll put that in the show notes so people, if they want to go to the um, Bacon Podcast, and there'll be a link to get that particular document. So, Sean, man, this has been great. Again, good stuff, solid information. I appreciate you and your time and dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps, man. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much, Brian. That was was a lot of fun. Well, that's it for today's Bacon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something today. If you did, please go to iTunes and give us a review. We appreciate all your feedback and comments. If you have any questions, go to www.baconpodcast.com forward slash questions, and we'll make sure we get those answered for you. Till next time, keep sizzling.